Come on in, guys. Welcome in to Talking Llama, day late, but that's just what it is this week. Episode 12 of Survivor 45, one left Jared before the finale, and another good episode, I thought. There, aside from the, what was it? Was it the split, the split tribe, probably? There's really, there hasn't really been a down episode. There have been down moments, but episodes, I think it's clear cut. Unless the finale just sucks balls, clear-cut best in the new era. I agree with everything you just said. Yeah, I think a lot of it's a lot of solid episodes. Like, not a ton of standouts, uh, maybe one or two. But, yeah, it's it's been like a, a consistent product. Yeah, um, imagine that. I mean, just a couple seasons ago, we were bemoaning the, the creative direction of the show and We'll see if this is turning a new leaf or just they got it right one season. <laughs> yeah, well, I think um, if they go back to an hour, we'll we'll have some evaluations to make. Yes, um, we we discussed before where it was confirmed that the next season is is ninety minutes again, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But just yeah, I think that's I think it's definitely doing them a lot of favors. Yes, yes. I don't think it's only because of the ninety minutes. But it's definitely helping because they they could have said, oh, we have 30 extra minutes. Let's cram more advantages, more twists, more whatever into the game. And they did it. That's some given what we've seen in the past few seasons. That's some surprising levels of restraint from production. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of the things that we complained about um, have at least been improved or eliminated and yeah, I think this was another episode that uh, there wasn't a lot not to like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's just get right into it then. Nice little awkward reunion back at camp after the the Julie plan failed, depending on who you ask or succeeded, if you're Julie and D. And fan favorite, talking llama favorite, world favorite Emily was sent to the jury. And Julie and D are acting like they don't like each other. That that D's vote for Julie was legitimate. I wish they didn't spend a lot of time on this, but I cannot believe that anybody actually believed that. I don't know. You I can believe that people would believe that, but like, yeah, I guess we didn't see much either way. It was just like D saying, Yeah, here's how I'm acting. Well, because we get to, for me at least, it was we get to the point where where D has to keep playing it up, which part of that entails her trying to, or lying to people about telling Julie. And I would think that it would be so obvious yeah, that that Julie didn't just have a hunch to play the idol, that she knew she was had to play it. And how else would she know besides D telling her? Yeah, and I uh, maybe there was just that little content that they could that they could air about it. Like it didn't get talked about a lot, but like it. Yeah, I think that's the part that's hard to believe that like that D didn't get called out more or questioned more for it like i would have liked to see those conversations unless it just speaks again to how in control of the game d is yeah it could like, be if she just has that much of a stranglehold right now maybe people just are they're just buying in that much to her not just austin who is in survivor love and loved we'll get to it but i loved that d was in the exact same situation and 
actually made the correct decision for herself. Yeah. Or, or did she? We'll, we'll see. I, I have some questions about that too. I think, I think it's a no brainer that she made the right choice. Yeah. If she didn't tell him that would be the right choice. Oh, you still think that she may have told him? Yeah. I thought it was confirmed that she didn't tell him. Well, it depends what you mean by confirmed, but yeah, we can. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, Julian D at this point, pretty obviously want to go after Drew. Um, Even though the others voted for Julie, they see Drew as kind of the leader of that, the mastermind of that. And Couture and Jake are are talking. Or is this this is is this when they were talking about voting Drew? That's that's later. That's later. Getting ahead of myself. A lot, lot of Drew focus this up this episode, which makes sense, as is often the case when that person gets, gets voted out. Uh get to a reward challenge. And Jared, we got a little survivor a mini survivor throwback with the reward this week. They brought yeah. out the helicopter ride. Yeah, the helicopter. The uh the non-sanctuary destination reward. When so so Jeff is presenting the reward and he says, You're gonna go somewhere you haven't been before. And my initial instinct was finally. And then my second instinct was it's still gonna be something stupid. The survivor with- haven. <laughs> next door to the sanctuary it's just something that's basically the same thing but named differently the then, survivor oh. haven is the uh, sanctuary on the alternate area they go with five people god they they they, they can't leave that out it's so dumb <laughs> well, anyway Je- jeff jeff surprises us in a good way this time mm-hmm. says you're gonna go to it to a sand spit for a little picnic and it's out in the middle of the ocean he says it's hard to get to, so let's let's get you there on a helicopter. Thrilled about this. See how see how little time this takes out of the episode, but how much content and how much positivity it brings. Yeah, and and the shots of like the helicopter. Not to get ahead of ourselves here, but yeah, the shots of the helicopter flying by camp too. And I love it. The... I, and yeah, I love when they do that. They do it all the time. They're in a in a small you know, seaplane or helicopter, whatever it is, they always got to do the flyby at the camp. I don't care if that's Jeff's intention or not. It's rubbing salt in the wound, and I'm here for it. Yep. The best thing that the players have no control over it, but they're still going to get <laughs> get the, the the brunt of the annoyance and players being pissed off because they're in the copter and, they're, and the others aren't. It's yep. right. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. This, this challenge actually looked pretty fun, and we even saw Julie, who was getting destroyed saying this is awesome i i love that little moment like that's what i feel like a lot of the challenges are especially reward challenges when at this point in the game unless you're starving maybe don't even because we've discussed this before maybe don't even want to win the challenge because of exactly the position austin found himself in but this one just looked fun you're standing on the barrel using the ropes and it looked like a mario party mini game is is what that <laughs> was that what, is what that felt like you're you're walking on a barrel, holding ropes, collecting keys, solve a puzzle. Looked like a lot of fun. Um, and Austin just crushed the challenge. Like yep. it wasn't even close. Um, so he gets to pick someone, picks D, says, I, I have to pick D on this one. Interesting wording on that. Because it, <laughs> it sounded like a boyfriend who knew he had to take his girlfriend to wherever he's going otherwise she was gonna be pissed at him that's that's yep. the vibe i get yep yeah i mean i i guess yeah i could i could see that would be it like i have to pick d uh i think he could he could be saying that to kind of like deflect like i'm not picking you like I think kind of ease the blow to everyone else. Like, yeah, I got to pick D. Yeah. I don't know that that was Austin's line of thinking, but it might be, might be a benefit of of that one. Cause everyone's kind of like, of course he was going to pick D for this one. Yep. 
and then he gets to pick uh, Katura, which I thought, again, I don't think this was the intention, but I thought after, so Jeff, he's gotten to the habit, and what do you think about this, where he says, explain why you picked this person? Do you, do you like that he does that, that he forces them to, to give reasoning? Not really. I, I don't, I guess, I don't really have a strong stance either way on it. But but Austin is saying, you know, at this point, it's not just about who you take. It's about who you leave, who you leave behind. And you want to make sure that you have the right mix. So I'll take Katura. Basically, basically it took, to, the way I took that is that he called her useless to what to where the game is at right now. She, <laughs> she's she's her presence is inconsequential to what happens next in the game. So let's just bring her along because whatever. Yeah, you could definitely interpret it that way. And her realization of like, she's like, yes, I get to go on a helicopter ride and eat. And then like in the helicopter, she's like, oh, He's like, I'm just I'm just third wheeling it, Which, <laughs> to be fair, not the worst third wheel to be in that a free helicopter in the Fijian Ocean on a sand spit. I would take that. I would take that. Yeah, too. no, better than the third wheel. At- with a, a lone chicken and no utensils. <laughs> oh, I still can't believe that. Maybe, maybe they had they they saved all their reward budget just to book the helicopter. Got to right? hire the pilot. Yeah, you got to pay that pilot and and, and get the copter. <laughs> uh, Drew Drew was pretty salty about this. Like he understood yeah. the the thinking, but I feel like, and we don't often see this but i feel like if your alliance is on top of things you discuss this you should discuss this exact scenario before yeah. before reward challenge be like if there's four people you go through each one if if a wins i'm taking this person then this person then this person if b wins i'm taking this person then this person then this person just agree to it someone's going to yeah, get left like- out in every scenario but it's better to know going in that you've agreed on if A, then B, then C, then D, and so on, rather than just sitting there in the moment and being disappointed. And what else are you really spending your time doing anyway? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you might as well. Because if we see it every season, someone is going to be is going to be pissed off. And and maybe they do discuss it and they still are upset because the situation where they get left out is the one that happened. But it just se- it just seems smart. Yeah. And, and not only like did we get like salty Drew, it was like a, a weirdly like introspective uh moment where it's like, oh, maybe, maybe like don't share this with us. Like this is uncomfortable. Was that the like the getting picked last part? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like this. I, this runs way deeper than <laughs> than uh, charcuterie board. I mean, no offense to Drew, but I feel like his persona and what he's presented at Tulsa already. I don't think anyone would have would be surprised that he was the last pick <laughs> in gym class. Yeah, like yeah, I get and, what you're and saying. He's, and he's won a challenge, so like it doesn't necessarily mean anything in the game, but he he's got that stereotypical last pick or doesn't get picked, so he's just by default on the team whose pick it was. Yeah, that would be like if like Jonathan, you know, like that hulking <laughs> challenge monster was like in like a confessional. He's like, yeah, like. I don't tell a lot of people this, but I work out a lot. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, okay. Like, oh, that's how you got so big. Okay. That makes that, that we're, we're piecing it together now. Yeah. Like, I, I like Drew and you know, that does feel like it was the least surprising revelation anyone <laughs> could have made. <laughs> I, I love the juxtaposition of last week getting Katura's backstory of like the cult <laughs> And then yeah. this one, we, we get Drew's revelation of the stereotypical nerd got picked last in gym. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Different, different life paths. Just different a struggles. Bit. Just a little bit. Uh, so back at camp, Jake and Julie 
I I love their attitude about this. They're like, yeah, we know what's happening. Julie knows that she's going to be babysat. And Jake's like, I'm not going to babysit somebody. I thought she's like, she's a grown woman. I'm not going to babysit her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's a game. It's a game thing. It's, it's a game thing. But I, dude, Jake, how awesome is Jake right now? Yeah. Gosh. I we... am, he's coming on just as a character coming on so strong right now. I'm Do you it. think, I mean, we talk about this. I feel like every week, do you think he could win? Yes. Yeah. I, I could definitely see him winning. Yes. If, Honestly, so who is it? It's it's Jake, Katura, Julie, Austin, and D. Honestly, if he's there with anyone but D, he's got a shot. At I it. think so. Yeah, I think. I, I don't think... know that he'd be the favorite in every scenario, but I don't know. He might be my number number two right now. Yeah, I think D, and then maybe Julie has a slight edge. Over yeah, him. I mean D D is clear cut the one like if she she she's this season's if she gets to the end she wins i don't i don't care about the the mama j talk if if d's at the end against anybody unless she just completely bombs final tribal she she got she she's got the win we'll get our our fifth straight seven one vote or whatever whatever yeah. it's been, whatever it's been every time yeah but if she's not see, I I think she's probably played the best game of who's left. Like not probably, she for sure has. So in that sense, I want her to win. But if she's not there and makes it, honestly, the most interesting final three would be Julie, Jake, and Austin. For, yeah, for me at least, because yeah, because Dee's an obvious winner and Katura is an obvious loser. Like yeah, there's no shot she wins this game. And there's no. no shot D loses, in my eyes at least. No. It'd be kind of funny if it was D, Austin, and Couture at Final Tribal too. Just uh, you know, third wheel again. And Couture, the one the one who's just been actively enabling a, a Reba win. Just <laughs> and, gets to the end to to take nothing away from them. And get no questions. <laughs> that's my I that's my favorite way to when they edit it when because obviously they can make it look the way they want it to, but when you can tell there's someone who's just not getting spoken to, and it's not like in a in a negative way, like we just hate this person, so we're just gonna like brutally ignore them. It's just we have no reason to ask this person about their game. Yeah. Yep. Well, anyway, back to so yeah, the Jake stuff. Um I I feel like he he's providing uh he's providing like a perspective to the show that there's no chance we would have if he wasn't there like it's it's like a different type of humor it's a different personality he's just doing and and he's like kind of left out of everything and mad about it and like frustrated that no one is like really playing the game or at least he was um there's just so much that he's doing right now that that we'd be missing if he wasn't there and i think that is a, a good way to evaluate, you know, how important he is. Yeah. Cause you, you got the Reba, they're all working together. And then Katura, who is just working at the whims of the Reba. And then there's Jake, who's just doing everything he can to find some sort of edge. Yeah. And it, no, it's, it's cer- it certainly feels like a winner or like a final four fire loser track right now are kind of the two most likely it seems like for him yeah 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 it feels like there's there's definitely more to come yeah god he's he's the best and he so he goes idol hunting um finds a clue i don't like that it this is semantics this is my thing i don't like that they called it a clue because it just told him where it was <laughs> yeah like he, yeah. he you found a clue Here's where it is. It's not what a clue is. It was instructions. Yeah, the idle instructions. <laughs> I mean, does not matter in the in the scheme of things whatsoever. But for someone like me, that it, it it's a little annoying. Like, call it what it is. Yeah, it's like who, like, how many points do the Raiders have right now? I'll give you a clue. It's forty-two. They scored again since we started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, unrelated to the show, but I, I felt like the analogy had to be made. 
this that <laughs> game is hilarious. Yeah. They they cover the over. I mean, not that it was a big over, over under. Do you know how to close that? Uh, what's that? You know what the over the over under closed at for this game? Uh, it was like thirty four and a half earlier today. Aiden O'Connell four. I mean, this is the tangent to end all tangents, but <laughs> four touchdowns in the first half. Oh my! Yeah, got us off track there. Sorry. Worth it though. I mean, that was that was a great analogy. <laughs> I swear, every time I looked up, the Raiders just had the ball again, and we're and we're, we're going to score. Yeah, it's bad. Hilarious stuff. Um. Back to the actual episode, we think. Um, yeah, the idol, the idol clue. Um, so whatever, Jake finds it, and so it's it's it, it's in a secret secret compartment in the raft. Um, and so he decides he decides to just take his clothes off. So someone walks up on him. Oh, I'm just changing. It's like, well, why would you be changing at the in the middle of the beach? <laughs> uh that's uh, we need more of that on the show. But it's okay because he did a play in college where he was in his underwear the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His line—I don't—I forget what his line was. He's like, "Yeah, I was in college," and I—I I forget what the punchline was. But the maybe like, that yeah, was it was in college. It was all right. But okay, but back to the idol. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what we just did. It's like, oh man, he is—he's so good. And then so then he's got a crotch idol. Yeah. Yeah, the best kind. It is the best kind. It should be the only kind. Um, so he finds that. And I love what he says here where he says that. So he's talking about using the idol that he knows his spot in the game that just playing an idol, you know, next vote just because it expires isn't necessarily going to do anything. He needs to like or not, not maybe doesn't need to, but almost needs to use this to do something. The opportunity presents itself. And he called himself a wolf in goat's clothing. I, I love that kind of self-realization that he knows his perception, but that he's got an opportunity to change it. Whereas Katura, she talks about basically saying, I need to start playing. Like, yep, I think so. But doesn't, I don't, at least from what we've seen, she doesn't realize her spot in the game. That she's that she's done nothing to push the strategy or the votes. And I don't know if she thinks she has or well, she's done a lot for the players she's trying to beat. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's done a lot for them. She's she's played a great, you know, second fiddle. But that's not what Survivor is, unfortunately, for her. No. But Jake, I mean, if he if he does something fun with the idol. I'm trying to think of what could happen. Like, I think the, the big thing would be to use it to idle out D, the next vote. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that might put him at the top. I don't know. Um, but I think if he does it and and she goes out directly because of the idol and not just it would have happened anyway, that if his idol is the cause, then I think yeah. that, would, that would put him in the number one spot. Yep. And and also like he's one of those people I get the sense that the jury is just like like begging him to do something big so they can vote for him. Like I just I don't know if that's a wrong read or not. No, I, I agree. I feel like he's the type of player that a measured jury maybe would right now would have a tough time voting for, but they want a reason to vote for him. Yeah. Like they're they're looking for something. It's like Jake, we want you to win, but you need to do something. Otherwise, we have to vote for X player. But we want you to do something where we can say, yes, he did this, and that's why he's got my vote. That's that's what he feels like. So I I completely agree. I I feel like he is that <clears throat> is that player this this season. Okay. Yep. Yep. Same page. Love it. Hope it happens. All right. So we get into the immunity challenge. One foot on a beam, bounce the ball on the other end. Pretty straightforward. D just demolished this. Yeah, it, she like, was like, it was like she was on a different mode than everyone. Where she, like, it was like, don't move. These these are the challenge performances 
where I don't understand how someone who's not a professional athlete can can do this in that yeah. in that situation. Like you're you're standing with with one foot up 90 degrees or maybe a little more and just not moving. Which which leg would you go on? Would you want your which leg which one would you want your strong leg to be? The the balancing one or the standing one? Um thinking, it would be that. Well, I would balance on my left, but it's because that's my balance leg when I bowl. So it, it's an easy call for me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'd probably go left as well. I feel like I trust my right leg more on the balance. My left, I mean, in tennis, that's kind of like the, for a serve, it's more of like the push-off leg. But it's not as much of a balance as like in bowling. But I would trust my right leg a lot more on the on the beam balance on my left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So you kind of get the best of both worlds there, probably. Yeah, I know. I would uh, probably would have beat D pretty easy. I, I think so. Not even a question. We'll just put that in stone, chalk it up. So she wins handily. Like Austin was there at the end, but D was just statuesque the entire time. No doubt. Unless like some wind screwed up her ball. She was she was gonna win that pretty handily. So the plan gravitates towards Julie, or the the public plan at least. And and Jake, this is where Jake and Katura start talking. Jake doesn't want to do that. He wants to pu- pull in Katura and Julie to blindside Drew. He kind of goes in thinking it's going to be a 3-3 split and then that he can convince someone to, to, to flip on, on the reboot. Which again, ri- risky, risky play when a tie then puts you at risk, but sometimes you got to do it. Um, so he's talking to Katura and he tells Katura, don't tell D because then she'll get all the credit for this move. And then Katura tells D. I mean that's her game. that's Katura's game though is making sure that everyone else gets credit for doing things. So one one thing so usually when we record these episodes it's within minutes of the survivor episode ending so that we don't have time or I don't have time to to read much on Twitter or Reddit or anything like that but this week since we're doing it a day later I did see one one post on Reddit that that suggested that Katura and D that conversation happened before Katura and Jake. And so when Katura says to Jake, I can get D, she said that because she already knew she had D. Okay. Just yeah. just a thought. Yeah, yeah. See possible. I don't I know I know the show messes with the edit and all that. I don't like in those situations where they play with the timing of things. When it's such a direct response from one piece to the next, um, but but either way, D's on board now. It's a four-two vote, and Jake is not going to get the credit he he wants because he's he called it completely correctly that if D's on board with this, D's getting the credit. And yeah, I, I mean, that, well, I don't know that we saw it happen, but that's just kind of the assumption. Yeah, I, I was going to say like that's hopefully if he makes it to final tribal that's something he would be able to clear up and take credit for yes yes um so then this this puts d in the the same position that austin was in last week where she wants to vote out austin's closest ally and she knows that she tells austin good chance he'll tell drew because she did the exact same thing to him at the last vote and you were supposing that D maybe did tell Austin, or you think it's you think there's still a chance that she did, and he just went along with it. Well, I was curious what you were saying about like was it confirmed that she didn't tell him? That's see, I don't know. I thought we, I thought we knew was because when I was watching, I was, I thought I knew without a doubt. I felt very confident that she had not told Austin about it yeah i mean they didn't they definitely didn't show it um and i guess that's something that's something that you might want to show like since it's such a critical factor but like 
I don't know. Um, just I, I like to read the reactions during tribal when this stuff happens and like Austin, he was acting like surprised that Drew got voted out with four votes, but like he was like very calm about it. Like he wasn't, he was like kind of smiling when it was all done and just like, like, Oh, okay. Like Drew's gone. And to me, if he had no idea that was happening and he knows that D like went behind his back, he would not be reacting that way. So I, I have two thoughts to that. One is we know for sure that the reactions that tribal council as votes are read are not necessarily the live reaction to the votes. And the second one, which I think is maybe more likely is that he was putting it together that the thing that ruined the Julie plan for him, D did the opposite and her plan worked. And I, it's sometimes where you just kind of something bad happens. And you just kind of laugh it off because what else can you do when it's, when it's done and completed that he was maybe just thinking like, well, shit, this is how it feels when your, when your move goes correctly. And I messed it up last time and D just, just nailed it. The same thing that that's what I was kind of thinking it was, it was about one or a combination of the two. Maybe. Yeah. I'm, I mean, if, if it's not real time reactions, like, it's just super misleading how they air it then because like, well, I guess were you talking about, maybe I misheard you. Were you talking about as the votes are read or after it was confirmed, like drew was voted out? No, after he was voted out. Oh, like, okay. Okay. Austin I, was like totally fine. And like, seemed not surprised at all. Like he had like a little surprise on his face as the votes were being read, but that's what I don't really want to read into. Um, then I, I, I had it wrong. That's what I was referring to is when the votes are actually being read, those reaction shots can come from basically any time at tribal council, but you're talking, but, but after the votes, yeah, they don't, as far as I know, they don't because it'd be hard to mess with that part. And the other thing too, was that like when he went up to play his idol, and again, this is a thing that they could have edited, but when he went up to play his idol, there seemed to at least be some concern on D's face that he was going to play it for Drew. Like, and how would he play it for Drew? Or how? why would D be concerned if Austin was going to go play an idol for himself? So my, my thought on that is, one, anytime someone gets up with an idol you're going to tense up a little bit because anything can happen. And I think D probably knew just because Austin tells her everything that this idol expired. So he had to play it. And if he thought he was completely safe, his next logical move would be protecting either D or drew D was safe. He might've just played it on drew just as a, why not just, just in case if I feel safe, and my my number one D is safe. Why not keep Drew safe just to be just to be sure? So I don't know that that necessarily speaks to it because that I was reading it that with that it's like an idol comes up, anything can happen. He's not playing it for Katura. He's not playing it for Jake. He's not playing it for Julie. He's either for himself or or Drew are the only would be the only options. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of possibilities and decent chance i'm either over analyzing or just not factoring in everything it could be but i i i don't think it's guaranteed that we know d didn't tell him uh, yeah i'm just i'm just watching the the vote out again um just to see if i pick anything up austin says no way Yeah, because he's he's not like freaking out, but he also might just be surprised. Yeah, and doesn't doesn't really know how to react. 
Let's see, he's looking at D. Nothing's happening. The jury is thrilled. Couture looks happy. I don't know why. So Austin kind of gives D a look. Which I suppose could could be like, I can't believe you did that because he knew it was going to happen or I can't believe you did that because he didn't know. Um, do, Did you watch the next time on preview? I actually did. Because I wonder if they showed anything from Austin on that part saying like, oh, that's now that's kind of why I watched, but it was more just like the same meaningless generic... finale clips. Yeah. Let's see. And um, Jacoby Myers just threw a touchdown to Devontae Adams. So it's 49 nothing right now. <laughs> Sorry, continue on. No, this is this is incredible because all of their injuries are on offense. <laughs> yep. Uh, Chargers do have seven points now. Who uh, scored so for them? Might have been a kick return. What a hilarious game! Yeah, it's uh, good stuff. Um. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm assuming something like this will get addressed pretty early on in the finale. Cause either either way it's it's a major moment. Either yeah. D lied to Austin and Austin's got to reconcile with that and D's got to play damage control. Or Austin knew and begrudgingly allowed his 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 friend and ally Drew to to go out. So I don't see how that doesn't get addressed. We talk about this all the time. Like, oh I wish they would say this, or I hope they address this the next, you know, next episode. And so often they they just skip right past it. I don't know how this could get skipped. Yeah, no, I mean it's definitely not going away. Yeah, like they'll they'll have to bring it up somehow. Yeah. Okay, going into the finale. Then I mean we already kind of touched on this before, but D is or D remains in the driver's seat. I think she's the only one in the car right now. Yep. And then honestly, I do think Jake would be number two. I think Austin would get assuming D's not in not in final three. I think Austin would get called out as, you know, D's lapdog that he just or or Drew's also that he was he played second fiddle to both of them. Yeah. Julie, no, go ahead. Well, it's kind of interesting to think about, like, with Drew on the jury now, what he, what story he's going to tell about Austin. Like, is he going to make sure that he, like, gets his guy the votes to win because Austin didn't turn on him? Or is he going to be like, oh, by the way, like, I was the brains behind the operation and Austin also just kind of did whatever D wanted. So, yeah. Yeah, it's always interesting on the, the jury politicking, which you don't really see at all on, on how that works unless someone gives a nice impassioned plea like like eric cardona to her girl natalie white <laughs> yeah don't necessarily yep. or um shoot, who, the dude who was just like all up on boston rob at the the david is the one who proposed yep. yep yeah or like yeah what what a what a moment that was the proposal i'm talking about oh <laughs> I mean, Boston Rob, anytime he's on a season, good chance I mean, there's going to be an engagement, a, a live finale engagement. I mean, two out of five is a pretty, pretty high percentage. It is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Austin's got a, got a tough, potentially a tough, tough battle. Julie, everyone loves her. I don't see people talking a lot about what she's doing in the game aside from being likable. And and that can be enough. You know, just look at Natalie versus versus Russell. Natalie played a fine game, but everyone hated Russell. Yeah. But there's there's no one like that on this season that got and that also, kind of vitriol. Uh, Sandra played a fine game and everyone hated Russell. <laughs> yes. Um, 
So, but there's no one like that. Where, where Ju- I don't know that Julie being super well liked is enough to overcome. Also, just kind of going along with whatever D wanted, and then Katura has has not done a single thing. No, I mean, except actively harming her own game. Yes, yes. I I, I think going off of feel. Sorry, go ahead. You you. First. No, I was just gonna say I I think <clears throat> I think Katura would be the only win that I would be disappointed in from the show. A Julie, if Julie beats say Austin and Katura, I'd be okay with that. And if Austin yeah. beats Julie and Katura, I'd be okay with that. Um, basically, as long as D wins if she's in the end, and if Jake wins over anybody who's not D, even Jake over D, depending on how they spun it, there I'd there like would it. be some outrage. I'd like it that. because I like Jake so much, but I feel like, I mean, I do. Except for Edge of Extinction, I do buy into the the, the 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 mindset that there are no wrong winners on Survivor. The jury votes for their reasoning and therefore it's the right winner. This case, I would waver a little bit, I think, if it was Jake over, over D. Again, unless something crazy happens. I think he's close enough where if he does something major in the finale, maybe it's enough. Um, but Jake over anybody else, be okay with. Austin or Julie over each other. Okay, with it. it's really just Couture who I don't think there's anything she can do. Even if she idled out D in the finale, it wouldn't be enough for me. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, it it would. She have to like idle out D, and then like win the immunity challenge and take out like Julie and fire. So whoever, I don't know whoever yeah. the agreed upon biggest yeah. threat is. Yeah. Um, and, and even then, it's like, is that is making two moves at the very end of the game enough to win? Yeah, because it's not it's not like she's played an exceptional social game like she seems fine, but she hasn't done so much from what we've seen where like she has that like to stand on as like this is my this is the building block for my winning case. Mm-hmm. And based on I was going to say based on feel. It just doesn't feel like anyone but D or Jake could win. Do you like think... I could maybe Julie? I was gonna say, do you think this show just wants us to think Julie can can have a shot to win? So they so we've got three or four contenders out of the five. Maybe. Yeah. Because they because the players are at least playing it up as though Julie is a shirt. I mean it, again, it's the, it's the Dr. Allison effect. She's a threat because people say she's a threat. And is it is it a case of that, or is she actually a threat to win? A little bit of, I think it's probably a little bit of both. Yeah, I I think the Drew vote kind of showed us what people think of Julie. Like this Drew vote? Yeah. That they view him as more threatening than Julie? Yes. Yeah, they would rather turn on him than go after the person they were going after, even though she doesn't have immunity. That's a good point. I I had not considered that side of it. That's a really good point. Yeah. But it'll it it should be an, I should be interesting. I've feeling Couture is guaranteed the final three. Yeah. Definitely seems but like that. I hope she's not just because it makes it that much more interesting. I hope she is. <laughs> she 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 deserves to sit there. I just I need to see it. She deserves to win the final immunity and make the worst pick and just like bring D along. Yeah, I I just I think I need to see her sitting at final tribal just for like comedic effect with <laughs> everything else happening. Plus, I picked her to win and it's just so it's like gotten funny. Where like she's still there, but like the more days she's there, the less of a chance she has to win. It's 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 kind of impressive when you think about it. Yeah. I I wonder what, what players like this think when they watch the season back because you for sure have a warped view of what happened out there in your own mind. Like for the most part, I think most a lot of players probably do at least. 
and then to go back and see how because you know how how the show ends obviously or how your part of it ends if not, at, at least and then to see how the show decides to show your story and maybe maybe jake goes out at final four and and he and he's watching back thinking oh wow they gave me a great arc i i love what i'm seeing here and then we Maybe look like a lot better player than I thought I was, and then you've got someone like Katura who maybe thinks she's playing a great game. She's like, "Oh, they don't agree at all with that." Yeah, I guess it's one thing to analyze it from the producers, where yeah, are you saying the producers of the show don't think you played a great game, and that's why they're portraying it this way? Or like, I was thinking of it more as like, "Oh, I got a bad edit," like not necessarily how the producers think you played, but I guess it all kind of is the same thing. Yeah. But we are set up for a, for a fun finale. At least it looks like nice. I think three hours as usual. Yeah. Assume so three hour finale. Nice, nice, good podcast to, to close out the, the solid survivor 45 with hopefully a, a good winner and a good, good fun last couple challenges and a surprise twist of no fire would be awesome. That, that would definitely be a choice for new era. I mean, yeah, Jeff didn't tease. There was nothing in the preview that teased for the first time ever or in a, in a big twist. So at least, at least there's that going for it. Cause they always like to, like to market those. When it's coming. The twist is that uh, they're going to a new beach. Just, yeah, it really throws us off off the routine. It always adds so much to the season because no one would ever even realize they went to a new beach in if they if they didn't say it. You know what we should do next week? We should pull a small group. Ask them what the worst pizza is and then order a bunch of that when we do the podcast. Like after the show. I f- it just feels right. I don't know that I'm following this. I mean, that's how you have to end every Survivor season with, oh. with a reunion and terrible pizza. Pizza and champagne, the classic combination. Yeah, or at least now, you know. We can't we can't uh, do the studio and make it a a big official live audience finale. We got to But but hey, there is pizza. I thought you were going to say next week we should podcast from different from a different location and then tell people even though they wouldn't notice we didn't tell them. Well, we can do that, too. We could do that, too. But anything else? Add to the to this week's episode. Talk about for next week. We're just kind of let it rip. I think I'm good. Yeah, another another good episode. Solid penultimate episode for the season. Uh Since... oh, another thing not related to this season. We we've uh, texted and talked more than people know, but I I finished season two of Australian. Or, or I'm on the finale of, of season two of Australian Survivor, the reboot. So we, we got to do that fairly soon, too. Yes, I am admittedly not keeping up my end of the bargain there. I will I will get on that. It's all right. Busy end of the year. Move coming up. A lot of end of the year movies coming out. Fast and Furious. It, it would but, be wrong if we did it before the finale of this season. Anyway, well, pff, I... I so, I won't be ready to do that. Anyway, I know, so. but it, 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 it works. Okay. Um, I don't know what episode I'm on, but yeah, I will, I'll get on that and then we will get on that second, second merge or second half episode of season two. What, what's your prediction for either the winner or just a big thing that's going to happen? Cause do they go in with, with, with six left? Can't remember to the finale. Yeah. Oh, I four. thought there was four. Four. I I can't remember how they did it. I haven't couldn't, couldn't remember for sure. So, yeah. Um, 
well, I got spoiled who finishes second. So let's see. Uh better hope it's the final three then. Yeah, I mean I I will be devastated if it's anyone but Jericho. So prepare yourself for that. <laughs> Who now is that be because the other remaining players are jokes or you think he should win a little bit of both. I mean, I, I don't know even who the fourth is, but I can't tolerate any of them, but Jericho and, and I love him. Okay. So, so you, it's not just like a consolation prize. You would be, you would be happy overall if Jericho wins. Yes. And only if he wins. So it's, the stakes are high or or should, the stakes are medium <laughs> okay okay seeing that if it if it is just four left knowing you that what you everything you, everything you just said tracks <laughs> <laughs> yep and given who went out at at 5 6 7 Eight, nine, I mean, the devastation and the and trail ten. was was horrendous. Which one is that? Just I don't just know. all of uh, there is. There's a lot of good that, people that I like. Just that. that that stretch. I'm looking yep. at this. Just the stretch of players going out is insane. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. I mean, the they played. We can probably save this for the actual episode. Yeah. But the I, I understand. I mean, there's going to be weak people left at the end if they played the game well. But yeah, a lot of talking points for a future episode. But for now, we've got just one episode left of Survivor 45. Next week, should be back in our normal Thursday release schedule. So big episodes. Make sure you're subscribed. Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen. Follow us on Twitter at LlamaTalkPod, on Instagram at TalkingLlamaPod. And for Jared Sundin, this is Matt Hambidge, and we will see you next time for another Scoop of the Crispy.